Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I am your host. And today on the show, uh, we've got two very likable people we've known for a long time, friends of the program. Um, Shane and Mindy are going to join us today to talk about uh, their journey into the world of adoption and parenting, learning to nurture toddlers. Um, If you are a parent of a toddler, you know that this is one of the most challenging phases of life, both physically, emotionally, and otherwise, because um, of all the different challenges that come with parenting toddlers, again, both physical and emotional. And when you you add um, learning to parent after trauma in that equation, um, it can feel at times overwhelming and even unbearable. And so Shane and Mindy have walked a long road parenting. They've got four kids. They're going to share um, their story and a lot more of um, their thoughts and their experiences when it comes to parenting toddlers. You are going to love them. They're so fun. Um, one disclaimer I will give you is that uh, right before recording this episode, um, I am uh, recording from our home studio because we've got a kid sick. But more importantly, I got a phone call that we had a kid having an uh, asthma experience at a school right before we were supposed to record. So I was actually late jumping into this conversation today. So you will hear me come in about halfway through. Uh, Becca is going to start the episode off. So it sounds more abrupt in the beginning. Um, it is because... I was missing from the first part of it. And so I jumped in a little later. Shane and Mindy were, um, were really, really fun to be with and, and, uh, and enjoyable today. So you're going to love being with them. Here they are now, Becca, Shane, and Mindy, and then me in a little bit. Here we are. So as we said, we're in this series on nurturing, and we're really looking at different aspects of that. So we got to hear some great things last week about nurturing babies. We're looking ahead to kind of continuing this series all the way through young adulthood. Um, And we have Shane and Mindy here today to talk about what it was like to nurture kids during those toddler preschool years, which if you're listening and you're in that season right now, you're probably like, yes, please, someone validate how I'm feeling because it's such a hard season or can be, there's just so much happening. There's so much growth that's happening. So as we jump into that, I wonder, Shane and Mindy, if you'll just share with people a little bit about yourselves and your family and how you even came to know Empowered to Connect. We're um, talking right before trying to figure out where we reconnected with you years ago. We came from, we're both from the Northeast. We came to Memphis in 2010. Um, and we started having um, our kiddos in 2012, 2011. And so we, at 24 years old, started our adoption journey. And um, we adopted a little boy at um, two months old. And then we, I was at the same time pregnant And so we had these two little babies that were nine months apart. And that was also Shane's first year of medical school. So we were just, (laughs) we were just really doing it all. all. (laughs) And then um, we had our third daughter was born the last year of medical school. And then we moved back to the Northeast for residency 
and the last year of residency, our last, our son was born um, in 2020. And we came across MFCC um, in 2016. So our oldest um, was three and we had just, I'd just given birth to our, our third kiddo. Yeah. And we were having a really hard time. And um, I had a group of mom friends that we would get together and I would just be crying, <laughs> just so desperate, and, you know, just sharing with them what was going on and how we were yeah. having such a hard time. One of the mom friends said, have you guys heard of MFCC? And she gave me um, Tana and Mo's number and we just, so we jumped in. We we were yeah. doing the um, parenting, eight week parenting class. We started counseling there. Mm-hmm. Our oldest started therapy there. So it was like everything <laughs> all at once. And we were uh, we were kind of joking before we hit record today of just like how much they don't prepare you for when you're going through the adoption process. So I wonder if you can even remember. Um, I would I'd be curious, Shane, if you think back to like you were 23, 24, you're starting medical school, you're going through this process. Do you remember what you thought it would be like or like kind of what did you have in mind? Oh, yeah. I'll try to, I'll try not to talk for an hour straight without breathing. Um, yeah, so we had a very idealized picture in our mind of make yourself available for adoption and everything will work out great. It's the right thing to do, so it'll work out great. Um, which a big part of me still feels like from a society level, it is like totally a the right loving kind like thing to do and i fully like wholeheartedly believe in it but i so believe now and it was not on my radar then or yours that the preparation process needs to be almost more robust than the adoption process um and in our experience it was completely flipped on its head there was no preparation process it was all adoption process Mm -hmm. um and, uh, and even then, though, we knew, like, we knew that we wanted to do a domestic adoption. We knew that we wanted to do infant adoption, that, you know, we, we just naively kind of thought that, oh, because our, our child wouldn't be going through, you know, the foster care system or be, you know, having lived in an orphanage for many years that, you know, it's kind of like a, a clean slate, like you're totally. not going to yeah. have all the struggles that would come um, and so I think just, and that was just, we were just naive and we didn't know. And you don't have any parenting, we and, didn't have any yeah, parenting and, experience at all. And, you know, both of us grew up like in kind of the evangelical conservative church. And then we were parented very traditionally. And so that is the only parenting context that you have. And that's, yeah. and that's where you start. Like that's what you work from. Yeah. Um, so. And I think so many people can relate to that. I think that's so common. I think that a lot of people have that mindset. Well, they weren't, they didn't have memories of going through all these different homes or well, they didn't have um, necessarily physical abuse. And so you're highlighting something that I think a lot of people don't know, which is just that there's so much inherent um, trauma that can happen even with infinite adoption. There's so much that can happen even prenatally that we're learning now through research. So no, I think, um, Thank you guys for sharing vulnerably because I think a lot of people can probably relate 
Uh, we don't know what we don't know. And I love said Shane about just like, hey, we need to educate people just as much as we put them through this adoption process. Let's put them through a preparation process because it's so needed for them to have that picture. I, I almost believe that it should be like required that. Yeah, people, there is some. There is some. It's not, but it was it, it was essentially no. It was essentially like if you want to read a book, you can read a book <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah. I, guess, I almost yeah. feel so strongly about it right now that I feel like the services provided at MFCC should almost be required. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like it's, it's just yeah. that important. Yeah. And I remember saying to Shane, literally these exact words that, you know, as we kind of started, as the behaviors got more and more challenging as mm -hmm. like our oldest became, he was a toddler and then going into preschool and yeah. everyone's telling us, Oh, well, you just need to firm up. You just need to, you know, you need to be more disciplined. You need to have more, um, spanking more time out just be consistent you know yeah. all that and we we were like okay you know let's let's give this a try we'll try to spank our child and then you know a little bit of time passed and i said to shane i have no idea what we're gonna do but we can't do this and it's not working and it was yeah. like we, did, we had nothing we had no idea what to do but whatever it was it, it wasn't going to be that yeah. it was uh. it was just like having the complete opposite effect of what it was supposed to do and you know I'm like this isn't gonna work right and you have these instincts that but are, you don't know what to do yeah. you're just and your yeah, instincts are telling you this this isn't right doesn't feel right it's not yeah. going well something is <clears throat> something is, is missing yeah. um, and not only not only were we doing traditional stuff like that but like you know like not soothing like hey you gotta like you gotta get it right you gotta do this right and then like like in a way that we would never interact with our three-year-old now right because we've because just we, we have 12 years of experience of like oh that's not right and you guess what and this is where the nurture just like takes over because yeah. it was like we went from this very traditional you know parenting style that we both grew up with and what and all of our you know every just kind of what mostly is happening in society and that people are saying that's what you got to do and then it was like, we had to completely switch gears and like, thank God that we did because I swear it put our whole family on a different path that otherwise I, I, I don't even know what would have happened if we hadn't. Yeah. And sometimes I'll put things through like a super, super black and white lens and I will think, okay, what we're doing right now is not working at all. This traditional parenting that we're trying, it's just not working and, and it's, it's, our house is not at peace at all. And then when we get connected with you guys and in, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, man, this nurturing uh, connection before oh, correction, all this kind of stuff. It sounds, so super, it sounds so soft. It does. It sounds so soft, it but at the same time, I'm saying what we're doing right now is not working at all. And even if this MFCC stuff doesn't work, at least it's kind. And at least it's fostering connection. <laughs> and if your kids are going to be bozos one way or the other, you want to be like, have a loving connection with them. So like, even if it doesn't work, it's still the right thing. To, it just feels right. I and really appreciate the perspective of like getting on board, not knowing if it's going to work, because then I think what happens when you get into this kind of new mindset that we talk about, the Empowered to Connect, like balancing nurture and structure, connecting before correcting. When you get into that, so much of it is about changing your mindset about what is it works. 100%. And so... Uh, I think you guys are hitting on so much that society just teaches us suck up the emotions, behave the right way, like period, yes. end of story. That's it. 
And you guys are saying that's not, that's not it. That's not working. Is the goal to change the behavior? What is, what is your ultimate goal? Or is is the goal to maintain that connection? Because, you know, ideally if you can maintain the connection and, and with the nurture and with the structure help, you know, change the behavior, that's great. But the goal can't be the behavior. The goal is the connection. Yeah. And it's like a hard shift. Even now, even now we still struggle. Every day. Even if like worst case scenario, what what if the behavior doesn't change? At least your kid knows you're in their corner. And that way you're in it with them. Whereas on the other end, it's like, figure it out, pal. You got to get to that. You know, yeah. What were some of those early practices? You know, you, you said, Mindy, we, we, we didn't know what we were going to do next, but not this. Oh, what I remember. Those things that you I remember. Yeah. So one of the first things, and like I said, with we, we were switching to nurturing and I've always been really um, kind of naturally good at instrumental care, which yeah. is like, I'm making sure my kid is well fed. I'm making sure they had a good nap. I'm making sure they got a full night's rest and they're not overstimulated. And, you know, all that stuff. But what's harder for me is nurture, you know, physical touch and words of affirmation. And Shane is better at that. Um, but so we're kind of stepping into all of this. And it's like you have your tool bell and they're saying, okay, now, you know, first, first order of business, you're starting to have a meltdown or whatever's happening, playful engagement. All right, you try to do playful engagement. Next thing you know, oh, got to give a choice. You got to give a choice, you know. And so I remember when I was first learning, like using choices and stuff, and I'd be in the moment all worked up. Like, you know what, Sam? You know what? You know what? <laughs> you can either eat your food or I can make you eat your food. You know, it's like, I'm like, I know I need to use a choice here. I can't in this moment come up with whatever the choice is going to be. But, you know, and then slowly as time went on, like we just, now it's just so natural. It's like, it just comes, it, we're just doing all of these things so naturally. Um, not that it's still not a struggle, but that at the beginning it was, it was just funny. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's that like awkward process of just trying new things and seeing what works, even like, um, I love that you said playful engagement, but even with that, you might, I mean, you guys have, I'm think through your story, I think I counted four, I think you have four kids. <laughs> and so as you're parenting those four kids, it's not like there's one way to play. It's not like yeah. there's one way to do playful engagement. So even when you learn that in a class, then you have to go home to your real family and like work it out. What's their style? How do they play? How are they like, how are they going with it? So those are some of really yours, maybe. Shane, yeah. what are some of your, um, what were some of the things that you remember from those early, early days? Some of the things that I did poorly, or <laughs> you can talk about that if you want. But like when you first started trying these like principles, these new ways of doing things, what do you remember from that time? Yeah, um, I think ab- above all else, it's the mind, the mindset shift of what are our goals and what yeah. is it that like your big picture role of a parent, your big picture role of a parent. Maybe when I'm 24, I'm thinking to raise like a kid that follows directions and does what they're supposed to do. And, and, um, you know, like kind of super simple and then kind of just a total flip of like, what are we really doing here with this kid? Nothing you're doing is working. And then to kind of, I, I just was very much, even though I was skeptical starting with you guys, it was kind of just like, 
at a certain point it clicks and you say, all right, this is it. I, I, I don't know exactly how to do it or I don't know um, if it's even going to work, but I do know that this feels right and what we were doing doesn't feel right. Because um, I can list off, you know, six or seven things of like, what I used to do that was more like just like power through mentality, which is probably a little bit of a metaphor of problem solving in general for me. And it's just like, it just didn't work. It just doesn't work in this context. Um, so it was such a paradigm shift to, to work with, with you guys and kind of get this different approach that was all new to us and very different than anything we'd seen before. You guys obviously have kids all the way on, you know, they're not all toddlers anymore and they're not all preschool anymore. But if you think about that age and like kind of how kids are at that age, I wonder if you could say like nurturing is kind of our, our topic of the month. We're really thinking about it. We're really digging into it. Uh, what kind of nurture do you think kids need at this age? And how is nurture especially helpful at this age? Maybe, maybe if anything comes to mind on that. What kind of nurture do they need? Because I think toddlers, I mean, I guess I'll answer my question first. Just to like toddlers are in such a unique place where so many of their needs are emotional. And like we were talking about earlier, we're taught to suck it up. Don't worry about the emotions. And so I wonder what what else like what else about toddlers or preschoolers comes to mind that's especially helpful when you're thinking about nurture this is something that you're probably gonna be like that's a weird thing don't say that (laughs) 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 um but um i swear part of me of like some of the the documentaries that we watch that are like like national geographic type stuff and you see just these little 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 like toddler type age animals and for parents to just be on the ground with them, letting them crawl on you, grab at you, do like kind of just like say, I'm yours. Like, like we are together and and, and whatever you need, I'm here for you. That just like, that's what I think of with our current three-year-old. It's kind of like anything you want from me, man, like we are here. I'm on the ground with you. You're crawling on me, touching all that, like kind of just, super basic stuff is what I feel is such a fun part about that age. Just like they're grabbing your face and they're on your back and they feel so comfortable that they can do anything with you. That is like the, I love that sweet nurturing part of this age. And also that their emotions are so big, you know, they have these little bodies, but they have such big emotions and that I am no longer like, I can tolerate the emotion so much better now and just like, let it ride, let it ride. Like it's, it's gonna, you know, fizzle out, but just giving them that space and that time and to be, and to support the child during that. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to learn um, with our oldest because I was so triggered by the big emotions and I still am very triggered by big emotions. Um, but it was really hard for me to help the child regulate when they were having this big explosive reaction. And that I had to somehow find a way to stay in that with them when everything in me was just like, get me out of here, you know, and I'm just like ready to, my head's about to explode. And so that was the hardest thing to learn. And it's still hard to do because our, you know, we still have to help our oldest regulate and stay with them in the 
doesn't stop at toddler. Slamming doors and the yelling and the throwing and the screaming and you know and it's like oh if you go away it will never stop so you got to stay but you know you'd have to set that boundary and figure it out and now with with the toddler with our youngest I'm just like it's all right buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But also it it was we were that's a uniquely difficult situation when we think about you know going back in time not only are we we don't have parenting experience, we don't have life experience, and we're dealing with like, you know, in a perfect world, maybe you raise three more typical biological kids, and then maybe you have a more difficulty or a struggle with your youngest, and you're more prepared because you've been through it, and you're like 10 years older, and you have all that. But we're 24, we have a kid who, when he's struggling, when he is hurt, when he's emotionally out of control, you are saying, hey man, I got you, come here, and he's hitting you, you in the face, and, and you're kind you of know. just like, Ooh, I don't have the tool set for this at yeah. all. Whereas with yeah. our youngest now, if he's hurt, he's running to you for a hug, right. and it's much more like you're you're you yeah, don't it's need natural. A, it's more natural. You don't need a dual, you don't need a deep uh, toolkit to handle that. It's like, yeah, man, I, I'm sorry you got hurt, baby. I'm gonna give you a kiss and hug you, and we're good. But when you are dealing with like the other scenario where it's right. you know you you try to nurture in that moment of hurt, and they're swinging at you, and you're kind of just like. I, I can't do it. I'm not <laughs> I got nothing for this. <laughs> it's tough. Oh, JD, I think you're oh, muted. Oh, JD. He's been muted the whole time. <laughs> Hold on, pause. Well, Becca has the mute. Is that better? Can y'all hear me now? Oh, yes. we got you. Yeah. Oh, fine. We haven't heard anything you've said before now. <laughs> No, no, no. I and I've not been. I've not been trying to okay. jump in. I've just. I've just been letting y'all letting y'all talk. I, what I was going to say is like I, I resonate with what y'all are saying because I mean I think in our situation too, what drove us to to easy say in the beginning was just being like we don't have any answers for what we are seeing right now, right? And in some ways, yeah. And we've got four also, and our youngest is you know is uh, has just a completely different set of challenges than the other three. Um, but one of those is not what we have with the oldest or with the second or with the third. Like, so each of them all have their own unique challenges. And I think I find what has happened now is like, I've been able to chill out a little bit because I've been parenting for a while, but then all this knowledge of attachment and all this knowledge of how, uh, connection feeds that, like plays into when there is a big conflict, how I approach it, right? Like my insecurity when we were first parenting was like out of control, wanting to like be the dad and be in control and come in and drop the hammer and solve the situation and all of that. And, uh, and one, like just time and so many children has just broken me of that. (laughs) But then the other piece was like learning all we learned about trauma and the brain about attachment has, has since helped me realize like, yeah, that was actually the exact opposite approach of what was going to actually work for us in the moment. And so with the youngest one now, like there is such a different approach that we take toward all those situations. And I have the patience and the, and the self-assuredness to like, you were talking about like just staying in, you know, staying with it and staying in those conflicts. Um, 
I wonder if you guys like, can you put a, a finger on a moment where you had one of those breakthroughs where you, where you realized kind of what it was that um, was changing in you, or you started to see like, Oh, this worked well here. And now I've got a, an idea of, of how I should approach these things. Um, <laughs> there's so many. I, um, I think for me, maybe um, when we first jumped into the Empowered to Connect stuff in 2016, we were, like I said, we were in the, the parenting class, we were doing counseling, we were doing, um, Tana was our parent mentor coming to our house at night after the kids were in bed. And, yeah. and that was sort of, for me, a, a breakthrough of like recognizing, you know, why am I so triggered by this child's behavior? What's happening in me? What do I need to do and why can't I do it? And I mean, that was kind of like, I think the theme of us for parenting is that we've always, both of us worked really hard at everything. And I kind of just assumed, yeah, I would work hard as a parent and I would be really good at it. And my kids would be great. And it would be, everything would be, you know, rainbows and butterflies. And it was like, I have- I, I want to like just emphasize that. And I know it's, it kind of sounds like a doofus thing to say, but like we have, we've had like very charmed lives and have a, a lot of gratitude for our lives and sure when we had excelled at everything and then you get to this <laughs> point and you're like oh my gosh i'm bad at this i'm right and, it's not going and, right. but but yeah you, it's your every waking moment of your life and so it's like i have never worked harder at anything yeah. than i have at parenting <laughs> and right. and to feel right. that like you are working so hard and you're doing everything in your power and it's just consuming every waking moment and yet still it is so humbling that like you're not where you thought you were going to be all of your expectations have to be like just totally revamped and set aside and um but i think yeah probably at the very beginning having those very personal conversations about what's happening in you when this is going on with your child you want to nurture them, you want to help them, but there's a wall and you can't break through it. And, you know, and so just having more, more of that self-awareness. And so for me, like I said before, being able to help my son regulate and staying with him was mm -hmm. so hard. And once I had more awareness of like, why is this so hard for me? And, and, you know, some coping for being in that moment and staying mm -hmm. with him instead of like the, you're on timeout, get away from me approach um so yeah having more self-awareness of what is triggering me and you know coping skills for being in the moment um it's so huge because you can't offer regulation if you're not regulated right and it makes sense you know the timeout thing i know is not the way the way forward but it makes sense whenever you're so stressed out you just need a minute to regulate so what you're saying <laughs> Flipping yeah, that. old school yeah. parenting is like you put the kid on timeout. Now I'm like, I need a timeout. I have I to. Need to I can't help yes. you if I don't I get a timeout. <laughs> yeah, I need a minute right. to regulate so I can give that to you. I yeah. that, I think yeah. that you're articulating so well, Shane. Anything for you when you think back? Yeah, and, and maybe these aren't like the most hopeful answers, but I would say like one feeling like why are why am I so bad at this? And mm -hmm. to be introduced to a community that's like 
hey, you're not the only one dealing with this stuff. And um, here's like a whole bunch of other people with kind of similar stories. And these people are like five, six, seven, eight years ahead of you. And they're yeah. able to offer you hope in this way. And like, like nothing's new. This has all been done before. Yeah. We are, you know, 10 years ahead of you and we can kind of help you through that. So that was like really helpful. And then the other thing kind of being like, the, it's not even really a breakthrough, but more of like a mindset thing of like, hey, maybe, maybe you're not going to get behavioral changes. Maybe you're not going to get like, maybe you're like, maybe it's really just like what's going on in me that's going to change. And, and maybe mm. the kid doesn't, the kids don't change and, and they just are what they are. Yeah. But what are you going to do in response to that? And what is your overall approach going to be? And um, I mean, right. that probably extends outside of parenting as far as just like how you, your demeanor and what you bring to, to your interactions. But like, that was the biggest thing for me with this whole journey is kind of like, yo, what are you doing, dude? It's very easy to say, this kid's killing me. This kid's killing me. They're not doing right. Why can't they get it together? And it's kind of like, all right, well, that's kind of a little bit outside of one thing I've learned is like, you're not going to fix all that. So like, what are you bringing to it? So that, that's, that was a big breakthrough for me personally to kind of better understand where I'm coming from. And I've always been so grateful to men because I would say, even though I went to the classes and did the counseling, she has always been more diligent with like maybe the more academic side of things and kind of reading the books and then saying, Hey, I need you to read this part of this, or I need you to read that part of that. And kind of, um hearing some of these phd level folks kind of explain things and that was always really helpful to me even though maybe in the moment yeah. it's not the best thing but kind of just like piece like piecing together that whole like hey this is the big picture we've researched a lot on this and this is kind of what the most recent literature supports kind of get with it dude. and and that has, was always helpful to me too and those were yeah, books from you guys. Those were uh, generally books that were recommended through the coursework, I would say. And thinking of a moment with my oldest, when we started to switch parenting ways and we started focusing more on the nurture and all that, probably a year in, I probably wrote this down in a journal somewhere, and I wish I could remember the exact context of how it happened. But he was little. He was probably four. Four. Yeah, little. Four or five. And something was going on and I was standing in the kitchen and it was like, it was, I don't know what he did or what it was, but it was a nurture moment where I like just met the need that I saw kind of intuitively. And he came over to me and just kind of leaned against me and said, mom, how did you know me? And it was like this moment where it was like he was so little and the way that he said it, it was just like he felt known and he felt seen by this simple thing that I did because it was like, you know, I, I, I wish I could remember exactly what, what it was because it was so not a big deal. But he just leaned up against me and said, Mom, how did you know me? Oh. And it was like, man, this kid is feeling <laughs> taken care of. He's feeling seen. And he's so little, you know, to say something. Yeah. It was just... And that, that moment, to me, all right, we're on the right track. <laughs> we're yes. right track. Yeah. Wait, I actually, oh that gosh. kind of spurred me to want to, to say something else. So um, <laughs> you have 
often said, I don't know where you got it from or from what book you would say that like kids do well if they can. Um, oh yeah. And I've heard you guys say that on the podcast as well. And um, I remember not that long ago, like less than six months ago, I was in a rut and I was like, yo, guys, you're killing me. Like you're bringing me down like this, the vibe in the house, the daily battles, <laughs> you're bringing me down. And it's like, it's a huge bummer. And I was feeling a little bit probably a little on the, the side of like, yeah. sorry for myself. Like a little like, why is it like this? Like, why is this yeah. so hard? Like, why is this dragging on like it is? And um, one of our kids was doing their thing that makes me, that was like just super frustrated about it. And I was kind of removed. I'm in the kitchen and one of the kids is just being a bozo and totally like being inappropriate. Like, and you came up and like hugged him and just like supported him. And like, he kind of melted into you a little bit. I forced him to hug me. And, and I was just kind of like, it was just like one of those things where you're kind of just like, yeah, it's just, it, it, it really is. It's not, it's not easy, but it is simple. It's that like, you just gotta well, go through it. And it's like, even, even I was like, so didn't want to do that in that moment to see you kind of just be like, I just gonna oh, yeah. love you anyway. And that's how we're gonna get through this. It was like, oh, gosh, that is, that's, that's like it. so heavy and it's so simple. But that was like, that was another one of the things where I was like, that's how you get through all this. You just, well, you, know. it, you were talking earlier about like how, you know, just like what a big shift it is and how hard this, this way of parenting is in the beginning. And then there's moments like that where you realize like the, the, probably the biggest difficulty is the like dying to yourself and like the, the uh the self-control that it takes to remind yourself in the moment that a lot of these things are not super complex they're just really difficult to do because everything in you wants to just be like y'all are killing me get out of my face i'm gonna smack the next person who comes near me whatever and to be clear that's that's none of us in this podcast like there's no smacking in houses going on but but like the the feeling of that, like that overwhelmness to go from that to then being able to stay in it and stay close to a kid or to have the humility to say, I need a minute and have your parenting partner kind of tag in. Like those are the moments that you really make your, make your hay, so to speak, as a parent, like in this way, because you're, you're doing everything you can to not break that connection. And I don't know if there's, I mean, maybe every every stage has their unique challenges in this way. Toddlers have a way of just like bringing up the like instant rage in you of like like the surprise like what are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, the other day, like one of our kids just decided that she was gonna paint American Girl dolls hair with nail polish, and it's just like going nuts. Red nail polish on the carpet, on bedding, on whatever else, just just going, that's painting it. And was like, what? It's my doll and my nail polish. And I was just like, oh my gosh. My carpet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and in the moment you're like, I, we can't replace this carpet. So I guess we just have nail polish carpet now. So this is what this is in our house at this moment. <laughs> and so, it, but in that moment, then realizing like, if I ever want this, if I want to be able to address this, like I have to stay in it and like level set myself to go grand scheme of things, rather have connection and red carpet than like get the carpet or keep the carpet clean and have my daughter terrified of me. Right. From, Cause that's the alternative. And it takes again, fourth kid, like she gets the best of me, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, but 
it's those constant, it's those little things over time that add up to keep that connection. And so I'm, I'm like, I completely resonate with that story because that's happened in our house a million times too. Um, I wonder for you guys, if you, when you think about uh, parents who are either just starting out this way, or or maybe there's parents who are sharing and you're, they're in your spot from the other day, they're like, listen to this podcast and like, yeah, 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 I hear this. And also like, you don't know our situation. Like I, but I'm really about to pop. Like, I don't know what to do right now. From a, from a practical standpoint, would you mind, would y'all mind just kind of speaking to some of those like first you know, early, early moments that little things you could do to begin kind of building connection in ways that maybe you don't feel like too big of a reach, if that makes sense. Um, I would say play is got to be the top, Mm -hmm. especially for that toddler preschool age. Yeah. Um, There was a time with my my oldest where I did, um, it was called PCIT. Um, it's play therapy where they teach the parent how to let the child lead the play. And I don't know, um, it was so long ago, but um, I think play has got to be the most important. And mm. like for that age, you're just bonding and you're kind of letting them direct it. You're not, um, so. Time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and sure. kind of maybe it could be logistically because it's like in our situation, Two babies, and then med school. Med school, and we had the two babies. I was not trying to playfully engage. Yeah, that yeah. Was <laughs> And also, it, also, it can just be a part of how you do it, your yeah. everyday things that you have to do. It's how you are yeah. when you're making dinner. It's how you are when you're giving them a bath. It's how you are when you're That's getting dressed, changing their diaper. But yeah, so we're having some body training hold us you know and it's just like how you get through the every day and yeah. your interaction with them is if it can be playful um yeah when you're old i think when you're young and you're running and you're just like trying to like that stuff can can feel not important and yeah. now it's kind of like as you're older you know you're raising your last one you're kind of like i'm gonna gladly make this bedtime take 25 minutes i'm gonna right. gladly Play with you, uh, getting you in the car seat. Yeah, take two or three like yesterday. Yeah, you know, that, that. Jack and I are running through the parking lot of the gym, and we're—he's he, initiating it. We're jumping over all of the every curve, every, every yeah. <laughs> the thing, you know. And it's like I look like a crazy lady wherever I go. Um, right. But, and I think also thinking about what I have been trying to work on is knowing what parts of nurture come naturally to me and which ones don't mm-hmm. and trying to just be more like I have to put forth greater effort to get physical affection because my natural thing is just, I'm like, I, I had this one big blow up with my daughter. We were actually in Disney world and I'm like doing all this stuff. She was going through a really hard time and we went to Disney world during that very difficult time. And yeah. I'm doing all this stuff for her. And, and I'm like literally very consumed by her struggles at this point. And we're, she had brought a, a, her homework with her and we were trying, I said, let, let me sit down and help you get some of this knocked out. So you don't get super overwhelmed when we go back on whatever, you know, two days and you go to school. And she's just like, so upset with me and just saying how like, I don't love her. And I don't, you know, 
like value her the way I do this other kid and blah, blah, blah. And I, I said to Shane, I'm like, man, I am saying to her, I am doing this right now with you to show you love. Like this is me showing you nurture and care and love and you're not feeling it at all. And I, I, I called Shane that night and I was like, we just had a major blow up. And I said, but I'm showing her love and we're doing all these things, but she's not feeling it. We have to change the way we're showing her love. Like mm. we have to focus on these other things so that she feels that nurture and that care and that love from us because she's not, it's not resonating with her. It's really and good. So yeah, just knowing which parts come naturally to you and which ones you have to work harder at. And that time Lindy, was known as hug the cactus. Hug the cactus. Oh, analogy. Also, thinking about the younger kids, one of the um, things that we got with you guys was, you know, for some of these sensory seeking kids, was yes. to kind of like, oh like be not your regular physical with them, but even just like over and above going out of your way to be pushing, squeezing arms, <laughs> squeezing feet and hands. Yes. And I'm, I'm doing this when the kid's little. And I'm like, man, I feel like We're such still, an Shane's still doing this like all day long. I'm like, I feel like such an idiot. What am I doing here? And he's so young. He's not really articulating whether he appreciates it or not. And now we're, ten, we're 10 years later. We're like on the cusp of junior high and I'm squeezing <laughs> arms at his, request. at his request all the time because it was like, he's, sensory input. he's yeah. knows like, hey, I need right. this. I get this from you. And in some ways, I feel like we're lacking connection in a lot of ways. And, and, and that silly thing is like one thing that brings us together. It's like yeah. meeting a need in the same way that you're describing that she had different ways that she needed uh, needs met. He's still needing that <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah. Both, of you were, both of you were talking like you're I think that you're saying it so fast. I hope people are hearing it. You're so humble to be willing to do something different or do something you didn't think you would have to do, or you're so willing to look at your kid and go, what does my daughter need? What does my son need? And just meet that need. Whether or not, like you're saying, Shane, you're like, I feel like an idiot or Mindy, you're like people, people are thinking I'm a crazy lady, but it like, I think that the humility to be able to set that aside and just be present to your kids. I feel like as I've just been listening to you guys share your story today, you're just, man, it, it just takes a lot to be able to do that. And you're just doing it throughout all these different stories and seasons in different ways. And you yeah. always get uh, blessed with opinions <laughs> from <laughs> people that, that are like, right. I wouldn't do it that way, but I appreciate it. Thanks for that. <laughs> Wasn't asking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, guys, it, seriously, thank you so much for jumping on with us today and for just like, sharing so freely from your stories and um and being so transparent like we it, it really like it's it's huge any last thoughts before we uh before we jump off moms do well if they can moms do well if they can. <laughs> that's so good yes yeah yeah that's that's great i think that's a great spot to end on <laughs> thank you guys <laughs> Again, so Shane and Mindy, a huge shout out to them. Thank you to them for being uh, so transparent and wonderful and just enjoyable to talk to. And um, we hope that you um, got as much from them as, as we did. We really enjoyed getting to be with them today. And so um, 
a big shout out to them. A thank you to them. Um, another episode in the books on nurture. We got more coming up. And so we are working our way through the different ages and stages of, um, of parenting and, and talking to folks who are kind of either in that season or have just come out of that season. Um, and they are sharing with us what it's like to nurture in that season of life. And so uh, really excited for our next episode. Can't wait to share it with you. I'm not going to spoil who the guest is yet. You'll have to listen to find out. But for everybody here at Empower to Connect for Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Tad Jewett, the creator of the music behind the Empower to Connect podcast, I'm J.D. Wilson, and we will see you next week on the Empower to Connect podcast. <laughs>